Welcome to this episode of The Goose Call. Today, we're going to follow up on Goose Talk's Listen, Learn, and Launch, a community feedback process that helps us best understand the needs of our giants and adjust based on the highest areas of concern. People just don't know all there is to know about Goose Creek schools. In this district, we grow giants. Welcome to The Goose Call. The juice of the goose. Welcome. Today we're going to discuss our last concern, students testing for special education. We have with us Holly Ferris, Senior Director of Special Programs, and Christina Ritter, Director of Special Education. Welcome. Hello, Goose Creek. Good morning. Welcome. Happy y'all are here on this rainy morning. Well, thank you for having us. Of course. Okay, so both of you were involved in the Goose Talks process where we created goals based on feedback. Special education testing is a challenge for school districts across the nation. Through this process, I've been very impressed with the measures we're putting in place to support our students. So let's start with just the basics. What is special education and what is the process for evaluating and, of course, eventually qualifying students for SPED? Right. Well, special education really provides a free, appropriate public education for students. So really, what does that mean? That means that we provide specially designed instruction for our students. So if you feel like your child has a disability, maybe has a learning disability, you can reach out to your campus principal. Um, At that point, the campus principal is going to refer your child to the nurse. We need to make sure that we have an updated hearing and vision and your child can see, can hear in order for our evaluators to conduct that evaluation. So that's the first step. And then the campus will put together a referral folder that comes over to our folder review. So Holly, do you want to talk about the folder review? Certainly. Every Wednesday, we have a campus um, and district level team that meet together and review all folders for all of our referrals. And then from that point, we uh, move on to the actual testing process. So we do review folders each week on Wednesdays. And our folder review consists of evaluators from special education, but also we have 504 present as well. So if we see a child who's exhibiting some behavior issues and struggling to learn, we might send out a behavior interventionist from the 504 side while we're in the process of gathering data and evaluating that child. So we try and put an intervention in place while we're waiting for the child to be tested. The main question is, how long does it take to test a child? Um, Once consent is signed, we have 45 school days, the district does, in order to complete that evaluation. And the requirement by law is that we test in all areas of suspected disability. So that means behavior, communication, um, we're looking at any medical issues the child may have. We're also looking at learning differences. So we're really trying to do a panoramic test um, and really get a picture of how the child's performing not only in school, but outside of school as well. So, and I know many parents think once I sign consent, my child's going to be tested in the next two weeks. And unfortunately, you know, we have a lack of evaluators in Goose Creek, just like the state of Texas and nationwide. So we are still not at full capacity with diagnosticians, SLPs, um, speech language pathologist assistants, and LSSPs. So we're struggling to fill all those slots um, as well. So we will test your child as quickly as we can. But as the school year goes on, we, you know, it's taking the full 45 days to complete that evaluation. 
Why do you think that that is nationwide? Why do you think that we're struggling to fill a lot well, of those positions? Just like we're struggling to fill our teacher positions, sure. we just don't have a lot of educators wanting to go in to education to evaluate students. Um, you know, to go in, we're really struggling for speech language pathologists. And part of the struggle is if you're an SLP, you can make more money in the private sector than you really can in the education sector. And usually um, when an SLP finally wants to come and work in the education system, they typically have young children. They want to follow the, our schedule. Sure, sure. But when you come straight out of college, they're all, they're all going out into private sector. Sure. We know you work hard for your community. That's why Community Resource Credit Union is giving back with a new type of mortgage designed specifically for first responders, healthcare, and education professionals. The Community Hero Mortgage offers zero down payment, no lender fees, and no private mortgage insurance required. Go to crcu.org slash community hero to apply today. So that, you know, that kind of leads to this question, and, and this may be completely off base, but have we seen an increase in referrals? And is that maybe because of COVID-19 and the learning loss piece? Yes. Yes, definitely. We've seen an increase in referrals. Some of that also has to do with dyslexia testing. So in February of this past year, the state changed how we test for dyslexia. So now all referrals have to go through special education. Uh, and so we've seen a huge increase as well as the state in our referrals for special education because of, of the change that the state made. Got it. So that leads us into uh, the next question, which is uh, talking about multi-tiered systems of support. What is that? Um, why do we keep referring back to that in regards to special education? So basically, our multi-tiered systems are, of support look at behavior, academics, the social well-beings of a child. And so what we want to ensure is that we have exhausted those things before we put a referral in place. So typically, we want to make sure we've had interventions at the campus level and that um, we have looked at all of those aspects with the child and provided those interventions before we move forward with a special education referral. Because a lot of times, interventions can help the student become successful and those things are taking place without, you know, having to test a student. So, so if you have a child who's struggling to learn to read, maybe they do need a little intervention in the area of phonics. And once they receive some small group instruction through phonics, then they learn to read. It just depends. So some children just need a little bit of extra help. And special ed is much more than a little bit of extra help. Sure. So what does that look like? Tutorials? Does it look like, uh, you know, just changing the, the method of instruction in the classroom? What, what does that piece look like before we get to the special education piece? So really, it can look like any of those things. You can do small group, you can do tutorials, you can do um, before school, after school, just specialized groups of students based on TEKS maybe that they don't understand or sure. skills they don't understand. So any of those things could take place as far as an intervention. So I think a good clarification is if you suspect, you know, a disability, we're going to try to do everything we can in the classroom to overcome maybe some of those challenges before we proceed with special education testing. Am I hearing that correctly? Yes, that is correct. And I think one of the biggest issues we have right now is the COVID learning loss. Sure. So, mm -hmm. you know, a lot of times right now it's very hard to determine is it due to COVID and kids not having experiences they would have had had we been in a traditional school setting. And so, you know, we have to take that into consideration as well when we're looking at referrals for sure. students? Is it due to, um, you know, the lack of education during COVID? Right. 
And I just want to clarify that we would never delay an evaluation because we're providing that intervention. Sure. So we would move forward with that, that evaluation and then place the child in intervention while we were evaluating. Sure. But that would never delay an evaluation. So, so, so sen- parents know that. Yeah. So you're, you're, you're essentially giving the supports, Correct. you know, ahead of time yes. to see if, yeah. Okay. Awesome. Really good clarification. So what do our families need to know about this process? And is there anything that, that you would like to tell our families listening? Well, just that when the evaluator reaches out and we need a rating scale completed, to complete that as quickly as possible, that gives the evaluator time to synthesize and analyze all the data. Um, because really, you know, two days before we're trying to have an ARD meeting or, you know, um, when the evaluation is due, that, that's really, really late on mm-hmm. our part. Um, and we really, they need time to take in all the data. Sure. I think also collaboration is key. So the families need to be collaborating with the campuses, with the teachers, you know, so that everyone is on the same page for the student. Yeah, and I think there's power in knowing what your student is really struggling with because, you know, let's face it, there's a lot of things that families can do at home. So I think that's a good point, too, when we start to talk about, you know, supporting students through the entire process. Where is your student struggling and what can we do? Exactly, and parents have known their child longer than anyone. So their input is valuable in this process. So we really, really need their input. Definitely. Okay, so I think you hit this, but are there any additional challenges that we face in the test? process. I know that, you know, we're facing shortages and evaluators and, you know, Well, I mean, Goose Creek does contract out with other evaluators, but this year's the first year they've kicked those evaluations back to us because even, even contract agencies cannot find evaluators. So we've had to, you know, find a way to evaluate students within and follow those, those timelines um, that are set forth. So we're doing the best we can. And I think, um, and, and this really is, you know, goes to the last question. Um, You guys did a board presentation a couple of weeks ago, and I was really impressed with all the things that, that this department is doing to go above and beyond to get kids tested. So talk to us about what changes you're making So one of the things we've put in place is our evaluators um, test one Saturday a month. So we have students whose families are willing to come up and, you know, be tested on that one Saturday a month. We also test during spring break two days, typically during the Christmas break two days, fall break, Thanksgiving break. So we've really... And we um, test all throughout the summer. I will tell you this last Saturday, we tested over 50 students. We had parents not only in the front rating room of Education Service Center, but we had to move them to our speech waiting area. Oh, wow. So we were packed this last Saturday. And have y'all, y'all have seen, when did y'all start doing that? Was it about a year year ago? ago. Great. Mm -hmm. Awesome. Okay. Is there anything else that we need to know about the testing, special education testing process? Just know that we are actively recruiting evaluators. We go to conferences. If you're an evaluator and you hear this, this, please call us, come with us. I mean, we're encouraging our own teachers to go back and become diagnosticians. So we run a practicum and intern program. So, you know, we grow our own. That that's part of our motto um, here in Goose Creek. There is a lot of resources um, on the website and we have linked uh, the special education website to um, on Goose Talks. So if you're also listening to this, feel free to go to Goose Talks or directly to the special education page. Absolutely. Well, thank you, Ms. Ferris and Ms. Ritter for helping us solve issues in our school districts and sharing your work with Goose Talks and the work that you do every single day. It's been a pleasure having you you guys on today. 
Well, thank you, you for having us. Of course. Thank you, Community Resource Credit Union, for sponsoring this episode of The Goose Call. And thank you for listening.